This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Heartbreak, misery, uh, just absolutely gutted, to be honest. Another season in League One looms, as simply put, we just weren't good enough. And second best over the two legs against Sunderland. I'm James Mappin, this is the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, We're going to be trying to dissect what happened in those two games against Sunderland and what the future holds for Sheffield Wednesday as we look to plan for a second successive season in the third tier of English football. Uh, With me to do just that is uh, Liam Russell and standing in for Giles Cook, who was currently warming a bench somewhere in Cleethorpes at the time of recording, uh, it's someone we've had on before. It's uh, it's Jem. Jem, how are you going? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm all right. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Liam? Um, what's your yeah, think, over, overriding emotion right now? I think I'm still sulky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much work got done today. No. <laughs> yeah, I did all right to be fair I tried to forget about it <laughs> well that's all you can do in it to be honest um, I mean I'm just gutted like I've been getting, getting excited by the playoffs you know before the first leg I thought we had a chance after the first leg I, you know, I was confident that we could turn it around even with that goal deficit getting giddy for Wembley you know maybe I, I let myself get too carried away but honestly I, I thought I thought we could do it what about you Liam like did, did you were you the same yeah, I, I think you were weren't you do you know what it was funny, actually, because obviously I went up Friday uh, with Granville, I sit with, 
and in the car on the way back, I'm normally Mr. Positive. I've been Mr. Positive this season, whatever else. He's normally a bit, you know. Doom and gloom. I don't know if you say, you know, not doom and gloom. He's not quite that bad <laughs> bit. But in the car on the way, I was driving. He was like, Liam, what's wrong with you? He was telling me off because he's like, we're only one nil down. It's fine. And I was just so convinced that we'd have got something or a draw. I, was, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously then. Then the second leg, I was I was confident again that we could we could get back in it. So yeah, just uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just gutted today. I'm just a bit like you, really. I'm just trying to forget about it, really, and look forward to next season and think, you know, what can we what can we do? I mean, the season it starts fairly soon, to be honest. What end of end of July? So it's not to, not too long to wait. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about Friday then. Let's talk about Friday night. Um, Two changes to the side. Harley Dean um, came in for Jack Hunt, and Palmer played at, uh, at right wing back. Jem, what when you saw that that team sheet, what did you what did you think to that? Did you think that were a, a decent side? Yeah, I did. I thought Harley Dean had to come in. There was no choice. We needed that experience, physicality. Um, was it a bit negative in hindsight? Maybe. But I was happy at the time. I was very happy with it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, like I said, Harley Dean needed to come in just for his height. I mean, what is he? Six foot two, I think it is. He's, uh, yeah. you know, he's a beast in the air, isn't he? And he wins almost everything. And I think, you know, in in the game against Sunderland, it was, I don't know, like it was almost like we, we just didn't need to lose, did we? Really, like that. That's the, yeah. and, I, and I think that probably came across in in the performance. Liam, like, did you think Harley Dean coming in for Jack Hunt was the right decision? I mean, everyone was saying Harley Dean for Liam Palmer, but he obviously elected for Palmer on the right instead of Hunt, maybe for his more defensive qualities, right? More. Yeah, than I don't know to be honest, because um, obviously I said I'd have kept it the same personally, but in hindsight, obviously Harley Dean played all right, so. Yeah, I wasn't. I was a bit shocked, but then I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed, to be honest. Do you think he did that? You know, Palmer being more defensive than than Jack Hunt. Do you think that's why he, you know, kept Palmer in there? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Palmer's the both the both right backs essentially, aren't they? Well. Santa mid, isn't he, Palmer? But, um, <laughs> if, you, if you speak to Giles anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've both played probably most, you know, the majority of the games at right back or Palmer left back between the two. Um, so yeah, I don't know, because Hunt, Hunt's all right defensively, isn't he? So I don't really know. But yeah. I wasn't I wasn't overly fussed by it. I wasn't, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, obviously, well, I, I weren't there. Uh, you two, you two were, but from from what I could see when I was watching it, it's it's, it's kind of frustrating in the in that we, we get to fourth in the league by playing a certain way, and we've pretty much played that way all the way through the season. No matter who we've come up against, Rotherham, Wigan, um, you know, Sunderland, all right, at Stadium Light was a bit of a different game. Um, you know, we, we've we've played in one style of football, and that's kind of been. You know Darren Moore's criticism to to be fair that we haven't really got a plan B, but then we played on Friday and Gem. I don't know about you, but we, we, mm-hmm. we kind of played a, a totally different style of football. Like you know, it it was a bit negative, weren't it? Or is, is that just me being pessimistic? I don't necessarily think it was deliberately negative, but we went with a plan, and that was 
in my opinion, to conserve as much energy as possible, no injuries, try and take a nil-nil back to Hillsborough. But in order to do that, you've got to play a little bit more defensively, which therefore I suppose you could deem as negative. Um, yeah, it it was like pre-Christmas Wednesday. Yeah. Rather, it, than, rather than the more attacking, free-flowing, ball-on-the-floor stuff we've seen before, which is what's got us to in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, Barry Bannon was... A bit of a doubt, although never in doubt. If you uh, if you speak to some, obviously he started, but I was shocked to see how many how few touches he had. Um, obviously, you were both there, but it, it came upon the yeah. um, just before half time, fourteen touches I think he'd had, and he averages about well, well over a hundred in most yeah. games. To be honest, like throughout the course of the season, he just didn't look like he got into the game whatsoever. I mean, we weren't we weren't getting the ball out wide. We weren't. Top and bottom, it's like Sundon pretty much dominated the midfield, didn't they, really, Liam? Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't know. For me, I don't know if... I don't think it was going to plan. I don't think whatever happened in the first half was a plan. So if you saw Darren Moore for a lot of the first half, it was out of his technical area, and he was shouting more than I've ever seen him shout. So personally, I don't think it went to whatever the plan was. And then midfield, that 09, or 09, whatever it's called, oh, who yeah. was on Bannon. <laughs> yeah. He did a right, he did a job. He did a really good job. And I think sometimes, and I mean, this is kind of the, it covers both games, I think. Obviously, we're Wednesday fans. We look at Wednesday. You don't, sometimes, you don't give credit to the other team, do you? Do you know what I mean? You don't look at how well they might have played. Yeah. You just look at how bad in the commas we played. I mean, yeah. we didn't play great, but like you said, they won it in the midfield and they didn't let him, they didn't let him have touch of the ball. So then we started going long. And let's be honest, if we were going to go long, he'd have started passing. So I don't think it was the plan. I think they stopped our plan personally. What did you think our plan was? Well, I assume he'd go out and still play the way that he did because he played the same midfield three. And he did yeah. get it out, you know, we got it out to Palmer a few times in the first half mm-hmm. and whatever else. So, yeah, I just I don't mean, think they let us play in midfield. I mean, it's it's ironic, in it? I was saying that we played defensively, but it was actually on our attack that they actually scored. And, you know, um, just a stroke of half-time, I was thinking, if we get to, get to half-time at nil-nil, that'll be, you know, we'll be the happier of the, you know, of the, of the two, you know, camps kind of thing. But yeah, a mistake by Uch. I mean, what what were you like, Jen, when you know when he when he miss well when he misses it oh. that bike pass head in your hands moment? Oh, completely. And also, it couldn't have happened to the, a worse player because you know he's going to beat himself up for that for years to come. Yeah. Um, I was I was half thinking he's going to come out second half and get sent off because just out of frustration <laughs> to make amends. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Good old it, it was, and the thing is, it's like. I can't remember the last mistake he made, if any, this season. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, yeah. it, and the thing was, when you watch it, when, when you, you watch, watch it back, it does take a bit of a funny bounce on it as well. But I think, obviously, hindsight and whatever else. But surely he'll just be thinking, I should have just kicked it in the stands. Which, yeah. but the thing is, he's a good ball. Point. He's a good ball player, isn't it? Like he, that isn't his game. Like his game is, yeah. Is but it was on his shoulder. The, the the bloke was on his shoulder, and you know what I mean. In certain situations, you just need to get rid, don't you? Like, given that, given that nine times out of ten, 
that ball would have gone straight back to Bailey Peacock foul, no no problems, and we won't be talking about it. But I think maybe well, one for, yeah. maybe one for later or in another episode. But you look at, I think I've mentioned it before. You you look at the goals that we've conceded, and how many goals are down to individual brilliance, and how many goals are down to a mistake. Now, of course, if if we were perfect, they would never they would never score. Like I get that, but yeah. you know you see some goals like. You know, like Baden's goal against MK Dons, and you, you know, like you could say that you know the keeper was off his line, the header was a poor header, but they're not like mistakes, if if you know what I mean. Whereas you look at that goal there, you look at the Bailey Peacock foul against Ipswich, um, you look at yes, you know, the, the story pro- against Fleetwood. Yeah, exactly. You look at all those, and and they're like genuine mistakes. Whereas, uh, yeah, the, it's just it's just frustrating that I still I still think there's not many good goals that have been scored against us this season. They've all been, like I said, scrappy goals and, like I said, mistakes. But, I mean, you know, we couldn't, we didn't create a great deal. I thought, I mean, one thing is is, is for definite, we've clearly not been uh, playing a back four at any point during the during training or anything like that because they switched to a four after half time and we looked absolutely all over the shop, didn't we, Jem? We did, um, we did, but I did think it just, it caused confusion for us, but it also caused confusion for them. And I do think it stopped the momentum. It wasn't pretty. It was probably one of the worst games I've seen all season, to be honest. I mean, they hit the bar, didn't they, as well, at that, at that point, you know, and it, it could well, have been yeah. curtains, couldn't it? Well, they had True. no chance, to, didn't they? I mean, I'm not going to lie. That that fifteen minutes of the second half, I said to Granville and I went, I might have to go downstairs five minutes because I just couldn't I literally couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. But no plan B, whatever, whatever. You know, first tried half didn't work. It. He had the balls to try something different and it didn't work. And he switched back. So yeah. it's he tried to do something different to try and change the game. And fair enough, it didn't work, and he changed it back. I mean, he changed it um, back, and and, it, and we were a lot better, weren't we? Like, I think that last... I don't yeah. know if it's a case of them them kind of backing off a little bit. Well, and like, he got booked, didn't he? Onion. Onion. Onion bag. Well, yeah, yeah, he got booked. And then we suddenly started playing football. Yeah. Because he uh, probably dropped off a bit. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got that for uh, for the second half. I think the bookings kind of dictated play somewhat and and kind of stopped us from doing what we wanted to do. But yeah, like you know, the last fifteen minutes, I thought we were props on on top. Um, obviously, yeah, it wasn't to be. Finished one nil. Uh, for me, I think we were probably, you know, the better. You know, like, took that result probably the best. I, I think they would have expected to be two or three goals ahead, you know, coming to Hillsborough, packed out Hillsborough, the home form that we're in, obviously being the second leg, knowing what we need to do and stuff like that. I think they probably thought they needed at least minimum two goals, but obviously they only had they only had one. Um Jen, what do you think what did what you know, after the final whistle, what did you what what were you what were you thinking? Were you I'm guessing you were gutted because we'd lost, but did you kind of think at the bigger picture or what would what did you think after when that final yeah. whistle went? I, I certainly, I was disappointed, but I wasn't negative. I was thinking, well, that's fine. Are, are you generally a, a positive person well, anyway? just going to win. Because, yeah, I, I, well, I don't see the point in getting angry because being angry about it isn't going to solve a problem. If anything, it's going to make it worse. Like slating a player after a game 
only that's not going to serve anyone any good, especially yeah. the player if he sees it or hears it. So let's just move on. But I was like, yeah, okay, one nil, I'll, I'll take it. We've just got we've just got to win. You've got to win anyway, so let's just go make sure we win and take it to extra time. And I thought at the end of the Sunderland match, watching the players come off, because I was sat sort of on the halfway line, all the Sunderland players were down with cramp, they were limping, they were knackered, and the Wednesday players came off fairly okay. And yeah. I was thinking, this is good. We're going to have our legs going into the next the next game. And I thought with that and the way that we thought we were going to play, we'd be... 1-0 up at half-time minimum at Hillsborough, but obviously my positivity <laughs> was probably misplaced. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll probably same as you. I, I'm pro- I'm fairly optimistic about most things. I do see see the positive to, to certain performances and what have you. And I, I just thought, I, I went away from that, yeah, I was gutted. I was gutted that we'd conceded that goal, but I thought, you know what, it's, you know, we're going into Hillsborough. It's been fantastic at home all season. We're scoring goals for fun. We've beaten three nil at home. I discount the five nil at some at the stadium alike because of of COVID and what and what have you. So I was thinking, you know, we can do it. Like literally, I, I felt I, I felt more confident. I think I tweeted it as well. I felt more confident being one nil down than I than I would have been if we were said one nil up because yeah. I just thought we'd you know one nil up. You could have been just holding on. Um, and it would have been an awful game to watch. You know, we'd have had very few chances, and it would have been negative. You know, from from the off. I, I know you could argue that, you know, play negative like Wickham, and you and you get to the, get to Wembley, or play negative like Sunderland did in the in the second leg, and and you get there. But you know, for me, I'd, it would just been a, I'd have been a bag of nerves if it were like that. So in a weird way, I didn't want to be one nil down, but I think it kind of forces hand a little bit. Um, I mean, let, let, let's let's talk about, you know, uh, the game on Monday. So, again, starting 11, Darren Moore. He can't keep keep the same side for, for more than one game. Two changes, Hunt come back in, and Windass as well for Berahino and Palmer. Um, I must admit, Hunt for Palmer, I think, was a, was a shoo-in. We, he, had to, he had to play Hunt. Um, he had to come straight back in, I think, you know, giving, the, giving more attacking. Although, I did think, well, I thought Mendes Lang could have played because it seems that we needed to go for it. I think if we were maybe maybe two goals down, you would I'd have definitely seen Mendes Lang come in for maybe Johnson or or on that right hand side. Um, Windass for Berahino, I thought was a bit of a not a strange one, but you know a bit of a roll of a dice. Liam, like what what do you think to that? You know, two changes again. I think it's been an average of two changes every single game this season, and it to be fair. Yeah, I mean. I wasn't I wasn't overly surprised. Windass surprised me a little bit. Um because I thought he looked off the pace, I'm not gonna lie, when he came on. Yeah. And was just jogging around the pitch when he was a fresh pair of legs, which I wasn't very impressed with. But <laughs> um yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't overly surprised at Hunt coming in. Quite a few was, people said it was quite a few people said it was probably one of our like, if not the strongest side that we could could put out. Would you agree with that, Jim? <laughs> If Windass had been match fit, yes. But I actually, I'm glad Berahino didn't start because I didn't think he was good enough from a physical point of view yeah. in the first leg. But, and this will go down like a lead balloon with the majority of listeners, I actually wanted Patterson to start with the game plan of bringing Windass on with 30 minutes. And I just agree. saying, right, run ragged after 30. Patterson's going to put blood, sweat and tears in. And that's exactly what we needed. And he showed that when he came on. But 
was I unhappy with Windass being in the starting lineup? No, but he isn't match fit. Yeah, he's, he's, not he's, one of, he's one of them that can he can come up with a moment of brilliance. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'd rather have seen Pat Star. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I mean, thought he would have to be honest. I think in hindsight as well, you know, the way that the game went, I, I must admit I didn't expect Sunderland to play the way that they did. Um, I didn't think they had it in him to be to be honest. I, I thought you know, I thought they'd have come and played played football, be pretty much like what we were like it at the stadium alike really, you know, resolute in defence, but I thought they would have come in, you know, because they, even though they had the ball and they, they didn't create a lot, but I think that was kind of partly their game plan, just to take as long as they can to do everything, which obviously we'll get onto in a minute. But I mean, even when they were playing, you know, they got the ball out wide, but they very rarely put the ball into the box and they, they were happy just passing it around, which, yeah, whilst ever they've got the ball, we're not going to score, are we? Um, Something that happened very, very early on, well, in the first half at least, yellows for Bannon and Byers. Um, I think, you know, the Byers one was was definitely a yellow card. Obviously, he pulled their man back, probably out of frustration. The yellow for By- uh, for Bannon, sorry, he won the ball. I've not seen it back, but from where I was sat, he nah, won the appar- ball. Apparently, he did, apparently he didn't win the ball. <laughs> did, he, did he not? I thought, I, thought, I thought he won the ball, but according to... Someone watching on telly didn't win the ball. Right, okay, fair. Um, but, but someone what... actually said, "I've not, I've not watched it back again." But someone said to me on another day, it might have been seen as a red. So <laughs> really? I don't know. Well, like I not... said, I've, I've not seen it back from where I was. It looked like a perfectly good tackle. I, I but... thought, I thought he got the ball as well, mate. I've not no idea. But yeah, even even I, so, yeah, even so, the I think the yellow. I'm not, I'm not saying that yellow cards weren't justified, but I think them two getting yellows early on. Well, you know, it that, kind of stopped but, us from playing the, the game that they wanted to play. Yeah, and, and the, the thing was, I'm not being funny, but the challenge on Byers, yep. before any of our yellow cards, yep. is a yellow card. Yeah. And I think that's... <laughs> do you think they, do you think they don't why give... Because you end up not getting it his way. Yeah, do you think the, the sometimes the refs, I mean, I don't know why they do it, but when there's a foul, like in the first minute or so, because it was really, oh, yeah, really early on. It. They don't give it, well, they don't give a foul, but they don't give a yellow card. And it's almost like, you know, if it's a, if it's a bad tackle, it's a bad tackle. Whether it happens in minute one or minute 90, it shouldn't really matter, should it? It should, it should just be a yellow card. So I thought that would, you know, like, yeah, like I keep saying, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not going to blame the ref, but it wasn't, it wasn't particularly good. And I had, <laughs> I had two, I had a, a, guy a friend way, who's an Ipswich fan, a friend who's an Ipswich fan and a friend who's an MK Dons fan both text me saying the ref's done you here. Like within yep. whenever what that Windass penalty shout up to that point. Literally yeah. within I think I don't think I'd even message one of him. <laughs> and he just messaged me out of nowhere, like, you're getting done here. So Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I just felt like it wasn't gonna gonna be. Do you know what I mean? When it's one of them games where it felt as if everything wasn't going our way, you know, from the time wasting, you know, the keeper taking forever and a day to take a goal kick, the throw-ins. I mean, I'm going to talk about refs a bit later on, but might as well talk about it now. For me, like, if you've told them once about time wasting, why do you need to keep blowing your whistle to tell them to come on every single... Just you know, book him. Just book him, yeah, get who, your book out. Who was it? it? There was one. There's one referee that booked someone in the first half this season, weren't there? Against us, nah, like I said, I, I never look at refs. The time I'm, wasting. I'm de- I never bothered. No, about no, no. But there was a, 
There was a no, but what I'm saying is I can only was think it AFC, of one. Was it the AFC Wimbledon game? Was it that one? It might have been the Wimbledon game. I it was the goalkeeper, remember, weren't it? But was it goalkeeper? Got it was a goalkeeper, or it was a throw-in. But there was there was someone. Oh, was it Crew? Like it, one of them teams. Was it the Crew game? I don't. Yeah, know. I can't remember. But it's, it's happened once this season. No, no. But what I'm saying is, only one ref that's got the bottle to. Get the card out in the first half of time wasting. I thought it was funny though, because when we scored, he had the he had the nerve to tell Bailey Peacock Crowl Terry up on his on his goal kick. And I thought, yeah, really? Like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that did just he just got me a little bit that one. But yeah, ref weren't great. I think it just I think it was like the nervous tension. There were a guy in front of me and and there were times where they weren't even you know, they were taking a throw in as quickly as they possibly could. And it were like, it were getting so irate, it were unreal. I think it was just like, said, yeah, the, so, the nerves. Sometimes air. I think, sometimes I think the crowd getting on the rest back is never going to help your cause either. As much as yeah. it, it was frustrating, and I can't say anything because I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, there was that, there was that foul um, on the edge of the box that was exactly the same, pretty much in the same position, and the exact same foul as what Byers did on their player. Yeah. And he didn't get books again. Yeah, it was just like. Yeah, I thought. What, what is it? Pritchard? The thing is, as I've said to you before, if they're consistently shit for both teams, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was. Was it Pritchard? He was a bit of a shit house for them, weren't he? To be fair, the the little the, the little Bannon mini me, like <laughs> about the same size as as Barry Bannon, but he he were constantly at it, you know, uh, you know, quite often, but. Yeah, he sounds like we're bitter, you know, when we're talking about the ref and stuff. And I think it's just, yeah, it's just one of them, uh, one of them games. I mean, what, on a on a positive note, I mean, you couldn't fault the work rate, you know, of the of the lads. I mean, they were consistent, you know, they, they were up for it from from the first whistle. And like I said, they were. You couldn't fault them for trying, could you, Jem? Really, like I don't know about what you thought in terms of the. I won't say the performance, but I mean in terms of in terms of the work rate, they, they they certainly gave it a real good go. The effort was more than I think I've ever seen from a collective team. There was not one player below a hundred percent. But I almost which was phenomenal to see, but I almost think that was to our detriment because everything was then so frantic and full of passion. It needed somebody just to calm down, yeah, get the ball on the floor. But the effort was amazing. But it's so hard when you, you couldn't have asked for any more. Yeah, it's hard when you've got thirty-three thousand fans cheering in Italy a minute, like you know, what I mean, yeah. to to try and calm it down. It's you know, I, I can't imagine what it's like to play in front of that that many people. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd be, I mean, I used to play golf when I was younger. Don't don't hate me for that, people. <laughs> but I can remember. I can remember um, when I was playing golf when I was a junior and then my dad had come to watch and that's just one person and I'd just, I'd just yeah. crumble. I'd just fall to pieces. So, so when, if I had 33,000 people chanting at, chanting at me, I don't know what I'd do to be, to be honest. But yeah, it's like to, to, I said that the, the work rate was second to none. Um, like yeah. I said, I couldn't really, couldn't really fault that. I mean, one, one thing that I did think that we didn't, didn't do, pretty much like in the, in the first leg, to be honest, I just don't think we've got the ball wide enough we tried to play the ball through the middle, didn't we, Liam? And and it didn't work, did it? No, I don't know. You know what? I've not watched it back, and I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't gonna, think I'm going to watch it back. To be honest, I don't want. I don't want to put myself through that misery again. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I said it obviously in the WhatsApp group, and I've said it to you. Across the two legs, we lost the game in midfield. Yeah, 
the, the every second ball, they closed us down really quick, didn't give us time on the ball. And then we had to resort to kicking it up and Danny Barr had Gregory in his pocket, really. I mean, his effort was there, but got his leg round every time. There weren't many times when it went up to Gregory that we came, you know what I mean? That we yeah, created it didn't something. stick, did it, really? No. Um, so, yeah, it's just frustrating, wasn't it, really? Um, and I just think, without being too negative, I just, I just think, especially Friday, a bit of yesterday, I just don't think the player performance levels that we've had in the lead up to this were there across the board. And like, to be perfectly honest, the way they played in midfield and the way our midfield three played, I think we could have played any tactic, any shape, any pattern, any whatever. And I think with the play, play performances that we had or the performance levels in terms of, you know, output, everything like that, I don't think we'd have won. No yeah, matter what, the, tactic, yo. shape, whatever it was. I just don't think it was there. We didn't have a star. We didn't have anyone stand out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think it sometimes works against us having Barry Bannon in terms of everyone knows how good he is we always look up to him to to do something in these sorts of games. You know, in, in the big games, you look to your best players. And because everyone knows how good Barry Bannon is, I mean, you could talk about Sunderland team and I, I couldn't really tell you one of their players. I mean, I've heard of some of them, but I, I wouldn't say he's their best player or he's their standout player. I mean, you'd probably pick the the striker, Stewart, just mainly because he's He's the second leading goal scorer this season, but do you know what I mean? There's not many others that you'd I'd pick out, and I could say the same about most teams. Whereas with us, everyone talks about Barry Bannon, so of course they're just going to stop him from playing. Yeah, I think I just think sometimes though, when Bannon might not be there, or not not be there, but doesn't have his best game, a quiet game, or he gets marked out of the game, either someone else yep. has done something. You know, we've got. How many different goal scorers this season? Twenty. I'm not yeah. saying that he's, you know, and you know, he's he's scored a lot of goals this season, but he's not the main, you know, he creates and whatever else. But like, for example, someone in the chat, and I agree, you know, Mass's output earlier in the season, you know, there's been certain games where I'm like, bloody hell. He's like, I don't know what, you know, he was he's making all his tackles like he normally does and pinging it like skulls in certain games, but his passing were off. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute! Is, is this is this Liam like criticizing uh, Massimo Luongo? <laughs> hey, Gee, I, I, ne- I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd hear first, the day. First time for everything, mate. <laughs> uh, he still he still did his proper he still did his main role well though, didn't he? <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, the, like and like I say, I'm not slating, but I, I don't think Byers was stood out. Like wasn't really there in either of them in terms of anything special but then again is it down to them just nullifying us I don't know but yeah like I said there's no denying that they did a they did a job on us didn't they I don't think you know I think could speak to any Sunderland fan and that that's not how they play and I, and I think that, you know it was going on you know whilst if it were nil nil obviously they're getting closer and closer to getting to Wembley but you know we were creating chances I mean, not say, not necessarily clear cut chances, but I think Windass had one. Obviously, we had the penalty shout as well, which on another day could have quite easily gone 
you know, the way of us in a penalty. Um, there were a few other decisions that didn't quite go our way. We had a few chances that went. You know, I don't think their keeper had much to do, which is a shame, really, because I thought he was. I thought he were. Uh, I don't think he were great. I didn't think he were great at the stadium alike, but he were. They were. They were one. What were it? Peacock Farrell, where he hoofed it long, and I, I, I turned away. To be perfectly honest, I thought. I already touched it out for a corner. And it, yeah, he's oh. obviously gone to control and he's gone out for a corner, which I thought, you know, and there were another another one where he's, he's, he's flapping at it as well. And I thought we just didn't test him enough to be perfectly honest. I didn't, I didn't see him as being a super confident goalkeeper, but but yeah, the, the goal came and it was funny because I've looked at the clock and I've seen it's like 70 minutes or whatever it was. And I was thinking, oh, we're having the chances. We're not, we're not making it stick. Time's just gonna, you know, that, that, it's at that time where you think, oh, it's twenty minutes left. But then you look again and you're like, there's eight minutes left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Time just goes so quick, and I'm just thinking, this could, they're just gonna time waste to hell. It's just not our day. And at that point, I, I actually, I actually thought for the first time, we're not gonna do it like that. That and Sunderland are gonna go through. And I'd said all along as well. I just wanted, all I wanted was them to put the effort in, which they did. They put the effort in, and I like, I just, I just thought we score. Just a goal. Do you know what I mean? I, I just yeah. wanted to, especially, you know, thirty-three thousand fans. The atmosphere were absolutely incredible. You know, um, one of the, I thought Portsmouth were good, but the atmosphere on the on Monday night was just second to none. And I just thought, let's just cheer a goal. Do you know what I mean? As, I know as, as sad as that sounds and what have you, but yeah, when the goal went in, by the way, Barry Bannon, you can say that he didn't do much, but that pass was yeah. probably, you know, gem. Yeah, it was. It was a perfect pass, wasn't it? It was exquisite. But that's the sort of pass that when you look back, if you look back at all our goals, that's the sort of pass that has started the majority of our goals this season. That slip through, whether it be to Gregor's or to Menes Lang or to Johnson, that's what that's why Bannon is superb and I'll sing his praises all day long and I'll bore you senseless with it. But it was exquisite. Just, yeah, like he deserves all the praise for that goal. Yeah, he's seen Marvin Johnson, you know, make that run. He's got the vision to pick him out. I think sometimes, you know, it, it that's probably the thing that frustrates people and, and a little bit me to a certain degree is that he, he goes for the spectacular like more often than not when you think oh there's an easy pass on there just keep you know keep the ball but when he yeah. when he produces something like that which was a a moment of magic you know to split the defense in the way that he did and it was the first time i think we kind of got you know got behind sunderland um mm. and certainly going down out wide as well and you know he put the ball in that then them balls into the box are dangerous you know the keeper can't really come for it you know the defense well they were a yard off off the pace and Gregory puts it in the back of the net and well, it was just absolute pandemonium when that, when that goal went in. I went yeah. absolutely ballistic. I don't know about you, Liam. Well, yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't actually see it hit the net because about two rows in front, there was some tall person. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the ball go in and then everyone went up. So obviously, Absolute madness, weren't it? Yeah, I, I thought I was going to end up like two or three rows in front at one bit. I was just going absolutely mental. Like it was just, just the roar. Like I've not not heard anything mm -hmm. like it before. Do you know what I mean? When a when a goal goes in, and you, and you I was saying after, straight after, like this is why you come to the football. Do you know what I mean? This is why you, you know, in your case, Jem, go spend however many hours in your car driving up and down the country. Yeah. You know, in the wind, rain, sun, 
late nights, whatever. For yeah. it's for like you know if if you could bottle up like why you go to the football, it's for moments like that, isn't it? That's it. I've been I've had a few people message me today, sort of friends of mine who aren't necessarily big football fans. And Southern fans are totally different to Northern fans as well. <laughs> they just don't get it. They go to one or two games at Chelsea a year and they don't really get it. Um, and they're like, yeah, but, you know, you can look forward to the summer now. And it's like, no, goals like that and moments and nights like that, that's why you put nine months of hard graft in and you spend a fortune. And for me, I mean, I bang on about it all the time, but it's 180 miles for me to get from my house to outside of Hillsborough. But it's worth it for those sort of like 30 seconds, 45 seconds of just ecstasy. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's magical. And for people who don't have that in their life, whether it's football, rugby, something, I feel sorry for them. Because that's the best feeling in the world. When you, when you hear or feel that ball hit the back of the net and that roar goes up. It's just, oh, it's the best. I mean, it's it would never best. happen, but I'd, lo- I'd love to kind of just not do anything and just sit in silence, you know, like when the goal goes in, you know, just to actually hear it all, because obviously all I can hear is myself just going absolutely mental and, you know, <laughs> jumping up and down and what have you. But do you know what I mean? If you could, like I said, it would never yeah. happen, but just to sit there. I have there. to do that. I have to do that at away games, because obviously quite a lot I sit in with the home fans. Yeah. And- and so, honestly, I've, ex- I've I've got the skill down now just to be silent, but inside I'm exploding. But, I mean, I post on my socials some videos of the crowd when when it's you get that split second of silence just before the ball hits the back of a net and then it's just raw. You've got to do it one day just, just to see it. It is amazing. Oh, I, could, I don't think I could do it. I won't be able to do it. I would be, you know, I've heard quite a few people do the same. Uh, you know, especially when you know not being able to get tickets and what have you, and yeah. nah, I, just, I considered it, it a few times this season, but then I just thought, you know what, I can't. <laughs> if you see me at the match, always, yeah, you'd you'd know why I won't be able to do it. <laughs> I always give myself the excuse that at ninety minutes, what are they going to do for me out? So I always get my celebration in at the final whistle. <laughs> <laughs> if if we score a uh, if we score a late goal or whatever, but yeah, I think you know. Liam, what that goal went in, 74 minutes it was when it went in. I would say there were 15 minutes left, but they weren't. They were another 10 minutes. Was, uh, I said they were going to be 10 minutes. I knew they were going to be 10 minutes. But yeah, so of yeah, when that goal was got two in. two injuries, weren't the same. Yeah, 25 minutes left. Did, did you think we could do it? Did you really, did you believe? Yeah. Did you believe? I did. Jem's Je, shaking her head, by the way. Jem's... Uh, what? I just thought... We're back in it. The crowd were unbelievable. And I'm not going to lie, when he put 10 minutes on the board, I thought this is ours, this. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'd, we, we, we'd have lost it in extra time because our players were knackered compared to theirs. Yeah. Like, and that's just being realistic. As much as, you know, as it went on and on, you thought, oh, extra time, extra time. I, I don't think we'd have... Well, we might have got through it, who knows? But looking at, on the face of it, at the way that, that we yeah. were on the pitch, I thought we had to win it in we had to win it in the night or yeah, it, 100. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I said to Steve, I sit with, I said like before the game, I'm like, we, there's two things that I want, you know, if we're going to win the game, we either need to score early doors and then get, you know, and then get an, another, you know, get 2-0 up fairly early on, or, you know, to kind of, take the wind out of their sails kind of thing 
or we need to just score really late, like 90th minute or something like that. And I, th- I think as the game was going on, I, I said to him, cause, cause, mainly because I said it in the Wimbledon game, and I said, feels like a 90th minute winner game, this. Um, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't the 90th minute, but yeah, when, it was weird when, for a split second, I thought we can do this, but then I thought, oh, we're probably not. Like just that, that the Wednesday way feeling just, just hit me and, I don't. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why we feel like that. Maybe because it's happened so many times. But to be fair, they, they didn't even. I mean, I mean, how many chances have, did they, did they have? Really, like did, I don't think Bailey Peacock Farrell had a save to make. Did he? To be to be honest, I think he had. What he caught it once from a corner. But you know, but apart from that, straight at him at some point. Yeah. But it, you know, it didn't. There wasn't a great deal that he had to do. But yeah, absolute. Sucker punch, weren't it? When when that goal went in, um, could you see it coming, Jim? Uh, no, I didn't see their goal coming, but I certainly didn't see a goal for Wednesday. I have to say, I thought, like you, I thought the only way we were going to win it in the ninety was if we scored in the first ten minutes. Yeah, and so I thought, right, we're just going to have to grit this out for extra time. I didn't see a goal coming at all, and I thought, right, and I was already starting to think, oh my god, right, who can we bring on for penalties? Thinking this is this is just going to be awful. It's going to be happening all over again. Um, but no, I, I I didn't see us scoring, or I didn't see their goal coming at all. And sitting where I do, right behind the home dugout, obviously, I've got the away dugout right next to me, and it was, I won't lie, I was borderline in tears and I could see some of the subs just head in hands and yeah everybody well, just they were done well it was weird weren't it because when that goal went in I've, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it like that before because normally when when we concede you get people jumping up going fucking hell fucking shit this that and the other blaming someone but it was just like deathly silent like there was yeah. not for literally like maybe five seconds and then obviously you know we started like chanting you know come on Wednesday and what have you but it were weird they weren't they were none of that like kind of negativity I think it was just everyone was just stunned and shocked I think more than anything and it was it was it were weird weren't it Liam to kind of I think it was just a, a, a way of just disappointment more than anything yeah I, well I said I said the same to you didn't I before the game I said we've got to score in the first 20 minutes ideally yeah. first half minimum that was and I thought we'd roll them I'm not gonna lie um but I think it's weird because it felt it felt like we scored so much like later than what we did when yeah. I look back at it. It don't it felt like it was the eighty fourth minute rather than do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than the seventy fourth or whatever it was. So yeah, I think it was just it's harder to take because like you say, it got to that point in the game where you maybe might have started thinking, well, it's not gonna happen for us. Then we got back in it and then it's taken away from you again, in it. So it's just yeah, it was uh, it was disappointing. Um, yeah, it's just. I think it was. I think it was disappointing again. Really avoidable goal. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, meant lazy from Mendes Lang, and Story played really well, and you can't knock him. But he's shown a bloke who's left footed down the line on his left foot, and it's just like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd it's, rather it, have him moved. When he stood outside the box, I'd rather him have snapped him and given away a free kick there, yeah. than let him get past him. Yeah, I, th- I think it, we did a lot of that. You. I mean, they were good players, weren't they? Like technically, very good. Or well, we just made them look very good. There were times where I think they were one in each half where you're thinking, 
how, how far is he going to take this ball? Like, literally yeah, but running. Then, I think, I get it. I get it before that. But when it's that late in the game, because on, on the edge of the box, stand off, stand off. If they score from outside the area, take your hat off to him. Stand off and let him have it. If they want a shot from outside the area. But at that time in the game, five minutes left, and he's on the, you know, on the back, nearly on the touchline or whatever it is, outside the box. Just put him into row Z. To me. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, yeah. Let him, don't, don't let him down the line on his left foot. But anyway, I mean, do, I mean, do, do you do you who would you put blame on then? Because obviously, it looks from the outset, Mendes Lang just totally forgets where I think where he is. To be perfectly honest, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, could, no, I, could, I could kind of agree if we if that had happened at nil nil. I can kind of agree because Mendes Lang's being brought on to be attacking. You know, you don't want him to go in backwards. You want him to go in forwards. But it was obviously we we were winning one nil at, at that time and. You know, he just he just didn't have any. I think this is a criticism of him playing in that that role. Isn't you know the wing back role isn't made for him because he's got nothing going backwards as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yeah, he just, I think he has put it. I think he has put it in certain games before, and I don't know what. Even you know what? Even if he knew he wasn't going to get to him, just bomb back and make him think that you yeah. make an effort to get there. This this is my puts. And it might have put story a bit more. He's like, I've got someone trying to come and help me out. If I could have hold him up for a couple of seconds, he'll get here. Do you know what I mean? That that's my and, point as well. If you if you've, you know, he had to do it all himself, story, and he's tried his yeah. best, Danny, and you know, he's, he's fronted him up. But like you said, he's yeah, showed him yeah. his left I mean, foot. And like you say, it's I, I'm being overcritical and just seeing it. You know, it's but no, it, it's, yeah, a, split, I mean, have, it's yeah. a split It's a split second, isn't it? But. Yeah, if 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 Langer had come back and he even made out like he was going to come and help out, it might have been a different. Uh, well, you see, him, he, he gets back eventually, <laughs> but it's almost one of those where he, he kind of knows he's not going to get there, but then he thinks, "Oh, wait a minute, I might get there." And by that point, it's it's far too late. And yeah, like it was just, like I said, it was just a wave of disappointment. Really, one one. Uh, I think I saw you know some some people tweet that Patrick Roberts who scored, he he was the one that scored against. Uh, in, the, in the last game of the season for Derby against us, so he, he scored to send us down into League One, and then he scored. Is that right? Because I saw someone say it was false. I don't know. No, Joe, you know I, I didn't even look. Joe, you know I've not even looked at anything. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at uh, look at that now because let's have a look. Derby versus. I think he scored the first. I think he scored the first goal. He didn't actually score the. I don't know. I don't know. I've only just seen what other people have put. Uh, he scored the second goal, actually, to be fair. Oh, did he? Yeah, so uh, Martin Waggon scored on 49, because it was a penalty, obviously, weren't it, that sent us down, if you remember. J- Julian Burner. Burner that pulled him down. But yeah, he did score. He did, he did score. It was that's, another, that's another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a day that's gonna, that was deleted out of the memory, mate. <laughs> This yeah. one will be soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, after today, um, that's it. That's what people yeah. have been saying. Like, have you, you know, have you forgot about it? It's like, well, I can't really because I'm going to talk about it a bit later on. But <laughs> today's no, but today's always worse, even if we didn't do this, because you wake up and remember. Oh yeah, we fucking lost you, 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 you go, you go over every single minute, don't you? Go every single minute of but the then, day, like. But for me, for me, at the end of the day, like we played Sunderland, do you know? They finished what two points behind us, a point behind us. Yep. It so was like. never gonna be it was never gonna be easy, was it? And we lost by a goal. Right. And well, that's, 
that's playoffs, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've got um, got some questions as well that people have uh, sent in on Twitter at uh, WTID Pod. If you want to follow us, we've got uh, what three thousand. 700 I think it is something like that so that's going up and up and up every single seemingly every single day every single minute at the moment so thanks for all your support um before I do that I just want to ask a question to both of you uh, I'll ask you first Jim the light show good or bad bad <laughs> you don't do it unless it's like nailed on with one we're going to Wembley uh, and I'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd like to know of the people who did it, do they go regularly? And that's no criticism of people who don't, because I get it. There's lots and lots of very valid reasons why they don't. But I just don't think it should be happening unless it's nailed on. We're going to Wembley. Liam? That's just me. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't bother at all. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't get behind it. I can't get behind it at all. I think it's good for kids. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say the kit for kids. Yeah, all right. But yeah. No, nah, not not for me. Yeah, no, yeah. my phone. <laughs> I don't get involved. I just watch it. It was uh, funny because I thought I thought that as well. Is it is it is it is it the fans that don't go regularly that have done it? And like, obviously, everyone's got their own reasons to why they don't go regularly. I'm not knocking you for it, but that thought did enter my head as well. In one of them ones mm. where, well, I don't know, because I think I think people just thought, you know, playoffs, it went back, straight back to Brighton, and that's when yeah. we, did, we did it the first time and what have you. But in my head, I'm just thinking, yeah, we're winning 1-0, great. But it's only 1-1. One, one. Like, we're not, we're not, can we're I not just throw something point. out there as well? Go on then. You know all these people who moan about us singing certain songs? Oh, yeah. That we shouldn't do it, whatever. When we, until we're definitely there. Yeah. Brighton was a one-off thing. It happened spontaneously. Then it's yeah. exactly the same thing. And if you're any of them people who heard about singing them songs, you had your light on. You need to give your head a wobble. Yeah. I mean, I just thought to myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic at a concert, but it, I mean, it looked it looked good. But I was thinking, as it was happening, I'm thinking, mm, wait a minute, like I said, we're not even there yet. It it could go, like, I just felt to myself as well, this is this is these moments where it happens and then people tweet about it or you see it all over social media, like egg on your face, do you know what I mean? And to be fair, there's one yeah. there's one video that's doing the rounds, I don't know if you've seen it, I think I, I, I tweeted it um, and they've put it to the uh, Adele music, which... Um, <laughs> which remember I think at United fans, so fair play to them. You know, you've got to you've got to take it on the chin, aren't you, when when things quite no yeah. don't, don't go your way. We we give them a lot of stick and I'm sure we're gonna give them some some stick in a week's time when they play in their in their playoff um in their playoff games. But yeah, it's for me, nah, we don't we don't do it. Um no. not even like it's just it just it just feels a bit tin pot, to be fair. And we we give Rotherham fans a lot of stick for being tin pot, don't we? So <laughs> can't really give yeah. them any any ammunition, can we? To be to be honest, but um, yeah, let's get on to some of these questions that have been sent in. Then, so Anthony on Twitter, um, we couldn't handle the Sunderland press for 160 minutes. Surely we need a plan B. You've kind of touched on that already, Liam, haven't you? You know, we we, we tried a plan B in the first leg, and that didn't really work, did it? So. It kind of gets you back up a bit, doesn't it? When when people say we haven't really got a plan B, or have they got yeah, a point? Yeah, and then we stuck to well, we stuck to the process and scored, didn't we? So, and then yeah. it was, you know, we 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 conceded one late, which happens in games. The, the way I see it, when people say about that, like, but 
about plan B is look at the bigger picture. Like we finished fourth. We're the fourth best team in that in that league. We we spoke before about having a right to you know, to get out of this division. No, nobody's got a divine right to, to win any sort of game. You've got to you know, you've, you've got to win you've got to win on the pitch. You know what I mean, just because we've got Barry Bannon. But for me for me, like we finished fourth. There's only three teams that are better than us over the course of the season. I've said this before. And we must surely I mean it might not look at it at certain points, but We've won more games than we've lost. Best home record in the uh, in the English Football League. So he's doing something right. Here, I, do think, I mean, up until Fulham won seven nil against whoever it was, they won seven nil against. I think we've got the same amount of goals as Fulham this calendar year. Yeah. So when you look at like, that, there's you know, so many positives. And fair enough, there are negatives in whatever else. But did any Wednesday fan? When we were moaning before Christmas, when we didn't have any centre halves, did you think we'd finish five points off automatic? Yeah, it's crazy. We finished in the playoffs. Some people didn't. Yeah, I mean, Jen, when when you've been watching us this season, did you ever think? I think I wish we'd have had a plan B. I must admit, I, I have thought it at times in certain games. You know, when we've come up against the likes of Accringtons and Gillinghams and Crews, I keep thinking. Surely he's got to change it somewhere, can't he? See that it's not not kind of working. But then, then again, you know, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you, do you think we need a plan B sometimes, or have we already got a plan B? I think, I think the whole sentence of we need a plan B is a very easy criticism to throw out there because Darren Moore isn't going to be managing a huge club like Sheffield Wednesday without a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. He's going to have them all. But whenever I've been at a game where I have thought, oh, come on, something's got to change here, I've then looked, because I'm a geek, I always get the programme. I've got my programme out and I've looked at who's on the bench and I'm like, well, I don't see where a plan B can come from. And yeah. that's not Darren Moore's fault if we haven't got the available fit. That's a whole other conversation. And I, think, I just think, like I was trying to allude to earlier without being too harsh on the players are their players executing whatever plan he's asked for yeah. and if not it's like when people say oh he still can't organise a defence I'm pretty sure his defensive training is probably pretty good yeah. but are the players capable of doing whatever he asked them Yeah. some of them maybe not Yeah. I mean, and, and it, is- it never comes down to player performance and let's be honest I don't think the player performance was there over these two legs just yeah. being outright. And, you know, we probably only discussed has he got a plan B when it doesn't go our way. But when we won 1-0 against Crew, when they did put two banks of five, da, 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 whatever happened, I can't actually remember what goal it was that we got. But it's a moment of brilliance. It's something that that just breaks the 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 whatever's hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think as well, it's easy to say we haven't got a plan B, but plan B... I, th- I feel like sometimes people think if we're losing or drawing and we don't then score, it's easy just to say we've not got a plan B. Whereas, like you're right there, Gem, like things do change. I think sometimes we don't see things that have perhaps changed. Like, I mean, you sit near Darren Moore, so you might be yeah. able to hear some things oh. that, that have been said on the touchline. I sit on the other side of the ground, so I ain't got a clue what he's saying. I can't even see him. I need to, I need to put my glasses on, to be perfectly honest. But, you know... Um, yeah, they are. 
they're constantly and that's that's one of the reasons I love sitting where I do because I can see all that I hear the conversations I can hear the five minute chat he's having with the sub as he's coming on and and they're changing it constantly you can see them switching players from left to right and you can see that during the game and you can it is happening the changes are there the thoughts and the ideas are there but I think Liam's absolutely right can I'm sure the players will be doing that, if not today, over the course of the next few weeks. Can they really look in the mirror and say, have I done everything that was asked of me this season? And to varying degrees, I think the answer's got to be no, because we didn't get promoted. But that's not me saying they're all rubbish. It's just there will be games where they haven't necessarily performed the way that they've been asked to perform. But yeah, Darren Moore's not perfect. He will have made mistakes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, another one kind of on the same vein, Paul Burton, again on Twitter, Sunderland did a number on us and stopped us from playing. That's kind of what you said there, Liam. Um, this has happened numerous times this season. You know, you probably say, you know, like I said, I've already mentioned them, your Gillinghams, uh, Cheltenhams, uh, Accringtons, etc. Um, what should or can we do to overcome this? Liam, I mean... It's a difficult one to answer, isn't it? Because if we knew the answer, then maybe we would be in the dugout, um, you know, at the weekend. But... You know, it, it's it's an hard one, isn't it? Because, well, like I keep saying, just because, and and you've you, again, you've already mentioned it earlier when you said about you know Sunderland, we don't we never give the other team any sort of credit. I think you've got to realise that there's another team that we come up against with, with a game plan to do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah, you know, and like we said before, the professional footballers, they're not muppets just because we're Wednesday and we think, oh, we should be steamrolling these teams. Come on, get back down to earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're doing something that we'd love to do, playing professional football, and they've, they've got a right to be there, and they've got a right to beat us. They've got a right to draw with us. Um, I mean, that aside, like do, said, do you think there's anything that could could change? I mean, for me, maybe I'd say tempo, a bit of a, and a high press, but, I mean, have we, have we got the place to do that? Well, it depends. It's weird, because like you say... You only look at it when we've not done it, whereas we've probably done it in games against them, like what, of Fleetwood? Yeah. Yeah. We went one yeah. nil up, went two down. They they probably tried to park the bus and we ended up beating them. I just I just think it's so and I know we have, we have got unstuck by it, but then, you know, Rotherham have dropped points this season. We're gonna have dropped point this season. No one's not dropped a point points, have they? Yeah. Then, I it's funny, know, we, 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 we've beat crew twice. All right, Gillingham with two draws. Doncaster with... Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Beat, beat, beat them twice. Uh, Morecambe what so was, that? was that a double sub at half time but don't have a plan B oh yeah that was that plan B weren't it yeah I forgot oh, about yeah. that um, <laughs> then there was what uh, Morecambe <laughs> alright we lost at their place but we, we beat him at our place um, yeah I think it's it's easy to look at the negative sometimes, isn't it? But I keep going back to it. You know, we finished fourth in the in the league yeah. in a year in a season where, hand on heart, I thought that we probably finished just outside the playoffs at the start. And I know I got a lot of pelters for that, um, but I was trying to be more realistic more than anything because I really thought that at the, I didn't see where we were going to, you know, get anywhere near the playoffs before we signed the players that we did. Obviously, we 
you know, Darren Moore signed some fantastic players, you know, Lee Gregory, Bailey Peacock Farrell, etc. Um coughing fit there. Uh, <laughs> let's let's just talk about some of the individual um mm. performances then from just from maybe from from both games to be honest. You know, Barry Bannon, we've got to we've got to start by talk, talking about him. Jem, what what did quite a lot of people have said that he I don't I don't want to say didn't turn up, but he didn't show the same level of performance than what we that what we used to. If you think that's fair to say, or do you think he was just kind of he, he was stopped from playing the game that he wanted to play? I think the first leg he was more cautious than I've probably ever seen a player on a football pitch. Do you, do you think? Do you think he was partly injured? Do you think the injury was oh, yeah. anything to do with it, or? Oh, hundred percent. Because again, go back to where I sit. When he came off the pitch against Portsmouth, he was broken, emotionally broken, and he was. He, I genuinely thought we're not going to see him, and maybe we'd get patched up for Wembley if we got there. Um, so to see him play at Sunderland was absolutely gobsmacking. And Sheffield Wednesday released a video on socials of him walking down the steps coming into the ground at Sunderland and he did not look comfortable at all. And I was like, that's good PR in the sense of let's prove that he can walk down some steps, you know, because everybody thought he couldn't walk at all. But he, to me, he didn't look comfortable. And he wasn't going in for the sort of yellow card type challenges that he normally does. Whereas I thought at Hillsborough last night, yes, he's always going to have a shadow sat on him and he's always going to have a lot of pressure. But I thought last night he did the best that he could possibly do, given that I thought some other players either side of him weren't necessarily as great as they have been this season. So I thought he was quite isolated, therefore not able to perform as well. Um but I'm probably going to always be his biggest champion because he's, to me, he's our best player by a million miles. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think that, yeah, it, it, you could easily say he had an off day, but I think like he was pretty much man-marked out of the game and whenever he touched the ball, he had someone mm. on him straight away. I think at Hillsborough, I think there was times where you could obviously you could see that and he could sense that. He knew he would be man-marked out of the game. So he kind of drifted a little bit. Um we always criticise him for drift, drifting deep, but I think it was the opposite this time. He was kind of he drifted out wide left quite a few times, but the ball was just kind of going through the middle, and it, it was almost like we just didn't know he were there, kind of thing. And it, it was he was obviously doing doing it to try and get away from his man, and it was yeah. working to a certain degree because he was he was free, but he was almost not in the game like by by doing that. And I thought that was a bit a bit strange, but you know, it's easy to criticise your best player when things don't don't go right especially with how influential he is you'll you know was it nine goals 12 assists 13 mm-hmm. well it wasn't assists was it uh yesterday but i mean that that sometimes is what you know it, it, they don't go down as any sort of statistic do they when you when you look at that but it's assist the assists <laughs> yeah exactly but, but he's done quite a lot of them this season as well you don't they they don't they don't go down i mean the the golf afc wimbledon it goes down as a patterson assist because he nodded it across but who was the person that put the ball in the box oh it's Barry Bannon do you know what I mean so like if you look at his contribution to the goals that we've scored it's got to be well well up there so yeah when things don't go right and and teams are going to see that you know the good teams especially are going to see it when Rotherham beat us at Hillsborough again they 
they did a job on Barry Bannon. And it's almost, I've, I've mentioned it a few times, the way to stop Sheffield Wednesday from playing is to to isolate Barry Bannon. And if you can do that and you've got the players to do that, then, you know, we do find it a little bit difficult at, at times to, to create stuff. What did you yeah. think of, of Barry Bannon, Liam? Yeah, quiet. But like I say, I think, I think they did a good job on him. And like Jem said, the the other players that sometimes step up, if he is, you know, he's not at his best or not having his best day, didn't do it. Go on then, Byers by, then. George Byers, do you think he got rattled a bit with the um, with some of the tackles that were flying on him? The fact that he got a yellow card, are you saying that kind of affected him, Liam? No, I just, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. I don't like. I don't like the phrase "didn't turn up." I, I, did turn know, up I was just, was I was just to about put, to say that. <laughs> and he's and he's putting effort in. And I'm not doubting that he tried. I, I'm not doubting that at all. But his performance level just wasn't there. And I, I even think in the first leg, I've seen quite a few people saying he did he he did well. And I just thought it was bang average. Yeah, and ineffective in a way. I don't know. That's I'm, I don't know what the, I've lost the word that I'm actually trying to find. Yeah, but, I, know, I know what you mean, though. It's like, I think it's one of them, I don't want to say complacent, but I mean, we've we've said it again a few times and said like how it's the midfield three, it's Bannon, Byers and, Lu- and, and Luongo. And I almost like, I, I know we haven't really got any other options. You know, Dennis Adderman's injured. Um, I know there's Fizeo Delibashiru, but it's almost like I don't, I, I just dismiss like any other option that can play in the midfield. It, it's just always them three and, I feel like almost bad for kind of suggesting anyone else playing in, playing in midfield at the moment, but um, I don't I don't know. I think you're right. A bit of a bit of an off day. They were it, it was almost like midfield just got bypassed in a in a certain way and just kind of got missed out. Is that how it felt for you, Jim? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I mean, if you really really dissect it, could you look at when Peacock Farrell's got the ball, how he's distributing it, there were quite a few times where Johnson was available and it was just going long. And it's like, but the way we've played so well is when we do play out from the back to coin the song. But also as another option in midfield, I saw Fizz coming up the south stand about 45 minutes before kickoff. And I suddenly realised, oh, hang on a minute, he's not on the bench, is he? And he's just arrived with his wash bag and stuff. I was like, what are you doing? You're, you're ridiculously late. And then I, I realised he's on the bench at all. And, and actually, could that have been a little bit of an oversight? Should he, we have had him on the bench? Because actually, he's played so well the last few weeks and he's a bit more physical. Could that have been an option instead of Byers or Luongo with the last half an hour? Yeah, 100%. Because I think, I do think, like, it looked like, like we were tiring. Mm. Muscle like he, <laughs> muscle like look like uh, his legs had gone a bit, you know, as Giles yeah. like to hear. Uh, like don't to don't give any credit for that, by the um, way. But yeah, yeah, you know, which is not it not surprising because he's like a he's like a terrier, isn't he? He just chases everything and tries to get onto everything. But um, but yeah, I do I do think that might have been a bit of a bit of an oversight. But and I think what didn't help as well, and as much as you know. <sighs> I don't want to get the fans were brilliant for the most part, but whenever yesterday, whenever we did start playing it out from the back, and there might yeah. have been a dodgy pass, one dodgy pass, one. But then from that moment, every, 
everyone's going, oh, oh, when we're playing it out from the back. But then you're probably moaning when we're lumping it long as well. Do you know what? And, there, were, there were people around me that were exactly the same. They were they were complaining about us playing out from the back. And I feel like you could the people... Hear it. You, you could hear it. I know there was one where it, we did cock up somewhere. There was a bit of an hospital pass or whatever. Well, he passed it to Harley but, Dean, and he had a man on him. And he, he, he kind of had to pass it back. And There were a couple of times, I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't help when the crowd go. It's not even like a... It's just like a collective sigh or like from some of the crowd. And it's just like... We've been doing it all season. <laughs> I know it's not new, is it? It's not. I mean, there, there, I mean, don't get me wrong. There has been times when we do hit it long, like and um, Peacock Farrell's pinged a decent ball up and whatever else, but we don't do that all the time. We play out quite a lot. Yeah, but you've got to look right, and you've got to look right. This is for the for those people listening that don't know why teams play out from the back. I mean. I go back to the game again. I think it was the last game of the season against Fulham. I can't remember what year it was. A few years ago now. And I were, I was watching it and I'm thinking, like, every time they played out from the back, because I've never seen a team do it before, they're playing it out and then we were getting closer and closer. We were closing them down. And then I was thinking, we're going to get it here. We're gonna, if they keep doing why do they keep doing that? Like, the rubbish. Like, they can't, you know, they keep nearly losing ball. And literally the next minute, we put, like, put an extra man forward to try and, you know, press them and they just clip it forward to the winger and it runs runs down. I can't remember who, who scored um, and they, they scored a goal and I turned around and said, well, that's exactly why they do it. But they were, they were just crowding out the midfield. The defence were winning everything. So what's the point in just kicking it into a crowded area? Like, I think Darren Moore is very much like a numbers man. Like, it look, look, looks at like law of averages and stuff like that and, and it, law of averages states that if you just kick a ball into the into the midfield, it's probably you know they're going to win win possession. So what's the point in doing it? I, I know you could argue you could win it straight back, but we, we never win it. Well, we never win the second ball. So if you can draw their attackers we onto weren't, you, we weren't, we weren't in them game. We weren't in that game. Them two times either. Yeah. So. <clears throat> if you can draw the attackers onto you and the midfield and what have you, play through passes. Because people say, well, they play it short, and then all that happens is they oof it long anyway. What's the point? But they don't realise that you've you've dragged three, four players out of the game, like dragged them, you've pulled them around the pitch and what have you. You've not just how many times do you see it when it's a goal kick and everyone's in literally feels like it's a postage stamp and everyone's stood in the same area. Like that's never you're never gonna regain possession from doing that. I know you I know you're gonna gonna do it on some occasions, and I, I get that, but you play it out from the back, especially when you've got people like Story, Dean and Hutch. Well you're trying to you're trying to get we're trying to get the the game going the way we want it to go. Because if you watch any of the game or the two games, as much as Gregory put a shift in and he did well, you know, I think he did you know did well on the whole, but he wasn't he wasn't getting any joy from it being pumped up to him to it in the air. Yeah. Nor was Windass. You know, so anyway. Right, let's uh, let's move on. Um, before I do that, let's just thank the Terrace. It will allow us to do the giveaway every week. Um, they'll obviously do loads of loads of cool club merchandise. Get your towels ready for your uh, ready for your holidays and what have you. Uh, mouse mats, bar runners, you know, rec- re- replica retro shirts. They've got all the all the lot. Um, head to the terrace.store.co.uk and have a look at what they've uh, got to offer. Um, Obviously, to be entered into the prize draw, there is only uh, 
available to our Patreon members. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Uh, you don't only get entered into the draw, you also get access to all the interviews that we've done with former players and uh, managers and what have you. I think there's over 30 interviews that you can listen to. Uh, lots to uh, lots to keep you occupied over the summer where there's no, uh, no football. Um, we've also got the WhatsApp group as well, which has been um, vocal. As it's uh, as it's always been over recent recent weeks, uh, you, you leave it alone for for two minutes. You have a look, and there's 160 messages thinking, "What's gone, what's gone on in here?" <laughs> I out, when I walked out of Sunderland Stadium, alike, and I eventually got signal again. I think it was 395 <laughs> messages in 90 minutes. Yeah, just a word of warning: if you do if you do become a patron and you do sign up, just turn your notifications off. It'll uh, it'll save your battery. Oh yeah, I mean, it won't, but it, it's on mute. But you know, you look at the <laughs> you look at it, Jesus Christ. Yeah, a bit a bit of content um, to to work your way through. But yeah, it's always it's always vocal in there. So yeah, do just uh, pop a message. What have I missed? <laughs> yeah, can I can I have a recap, please? Mm. <laughs> what what what's gone on? Uh, but yeah, patreon.com for slash WTID pod if you want to uh, if you want to sign up uh, and that's exactly what drumroll uh, Mr. Daniel Watson has done so well done Daniel uh, drop us a message we'll uh, sort that out for you and uh, get that sent out as well um, right let's talk about a few different things Darren Moore this is probably a really really quick one um, everyone Keeps, you know, it, they've come out of the woodwork again. The fact that we've not gone up, oh, I told you so. He's not the man for the job. Da, 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 da. Uh, I, you know, I've been on, you know, the radio a few times this in, in the recent week and what have you. And I get asked the question, you know, if we don't go up, does Darren Moore stay? Well, we've not gone up. Um, Jem, does Darren Moore stay? I know the answer already, like, but. Without any shadow of a doubt, he stays <clears throat> and he gets given the whole season. The whole season, regardless of what, everything. The whole season. (laughs) End of. Like, I mean, unless he does something absolutely ridiculous, but the teams that do well are the teams that give managers time. And Darren Moore's proven that he can sign players on with no budget whatsoever. He can attract huge names, retain huge names. He's just, just, Fans just need to stop hitting that panic button and just chill out for a bit and back him because I think he absolutely is the right man for the job. Yeah, I mean, you you look. Rotherham have gone up. How long's how long's he been there? Well, it, I went on a rant the other week. Insert yeah. Liam's rant from two <laughs> whatever weeks ago it was. Yeah, wait, 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 edit this one together. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it. I, I if you listen regularly. If it's not, go back and listen. You can listen to all my rants about Darren Moore. He's he's done a great job. Where were we a year ago? I don't yeah. know about you, but this is one of my favourite seasons. Yeah. I've enjoyed going to Hillsborough. Like, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I've gone over it loads of times. But he's stayed. Go, and- go, go on then. Where, where at what point does he do we have to question it? Like Jem says, we're not going to have had- to question it. I don't think we're going to have to question it, personally. We've got, you know, we had 10 first-team players at the start of the season. We've signed these players. Some were in. Mendes Lang. Berahino. Stab in the dark, really. But he had to fill a squad, as I've said before. We've got players here. If we weren't in the situation we're in, wouldn't be anywhere near our squad. No offence to him, but they wouldn't. 
and he's managed to get us to fourth. And and I know people, and I, I like to say again, I went off on one about the best squad in the league. And I personally, looking at numbers, I don't think we had before the start of the season. I don't think we had got the best squad in the league. Fair enough, the way they've come out after Christmas, but that's after having six months as in with manager. Yep. <laughs> so, and I saw a comment yesterday, and I don't know, there's so many wind-up Twitter accounts, fake Twitter accounts get made by Blades, whatever. <laughs> but someone saying, if we'd have sacked him at Christmas, we'd have gone up. If you look at the results from Christmas, I don't know, I think it was probably just a wind-up bit. Yeah, he stays. And I, you know what? Unless, I don't know. Obviously, if we're bombing at Christmas, then I could understand him getting sacked, but I genuinely don't think we're going to, personally. I think yeah. he's got, you know, all that, like, the, uh, the mindset, oh, they've got no battle, whatever else. Like, having no bottle is losing 4-0 in playoff. You can't say we didn't have any bottle. Yeah. And... That the players haven't got a mindset. We, you know, whoever, whoever you think, Bruce, whatever, all these managers we've had since whatever year it was, we last came from behind, and as we keep saying, we've run it four times this season, twice at home, twice away. How you've got, how they've got a crap mindset or a negative mindset or not got the a strong mentality, whatever way you want to put it, I think it's just nonsense, personally, and yeah. it's just it's just people who didn't want him there in the first place. Not yeah, open to giving him a chance. Yeah, almost um, kind of like justify the reason, you know. Well, like not I said to up. you, if, if we'd have gone up, if we'd have gone up, which we haven't, obviously, but if we did, and we lost his first game, ah, or we, after five games, we were bottom of the championship. Well, ah, I told you he's not the right man. I told you he's not the right man after a promotion. But do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. people didn't want, who didn't want him in the first place, who were just... Totally agree. I mean... Negative. I, I'm on the same same thing as you, Liam. Like you know, I've seen an improvement in the in the way that we play, in the squad, in in everything really this season compared to last. I know it's a different division and what have you, but like we said, we don't have a divine right to get out of it. So to come so close, you know, to get rid of him would be a, would be a mistake. Really, it, it would well, be absolutely what stupid. What we said as well, the record total probably. I don't know if it definitely is, but I think it most probably is for the top eight. Yeah. It's a second manager that's got 85 points in a season. Yeah, Come it's, on. Cra- it's like, crazy, isn't it? Go on, Jeremy, it looks like you want to say something. Yeah, you, you said, like, obviously the improvements you can see he's made, but also at the, the entire club, the entire club, the staff, the coaching staff, the people who work in the kiosk, everything. And I know that's not just Darren Moore, but... The togetherness at the club, we haven't seen that for a long time. And there's lots of reasons why that would be. And that's that's a whole other podcast. But he's created a really good feeling. And that squad looked to be as one. There doesn't look to be cliques. There doesn't look to be any fallings out. And I just think Darren Moore's personality is such a classy guy. And I just think that speaks volumes. And I'd rather have him than pretty much anybody else right now yeah. I, I can't think of a, a another manager yeah, but no one but no one can give you any manager that they want either exactly. like a realistic one and now we've been beaten by Sunderland oh we'll have him yeah After you get Sean, Sean Dyching he'll do a good job oh, oh yeah he's going to come down to league one isn't he yeah <laughs> like, if, if anyone did that well, that was my impression of Sean Dyche by the way by the way, by the way <laughs> and I don't have 
I don't I don't want to knock people on being optimistic and you know saying we'll go for automatic in terms of um you know I'm not being a <laughs> I, I you know what I mean like next season I don't want like people can be not optimistic as they want but if you're a realist and you actually look at what's happened this season and what we've had to work with no matter who the names are yeah, I just don't think it's it's if, funny because you know, people ask the question: Has this season been a failure? And I think on the outset, yes, it has been a failure because we haven't done. You know, we set out to get out of this division. So from that point of view, yes, it's a failure. But, but when you did, but when you look at the we, bigger picture, did, did the club did the club say like yeah. did they say we we want? Obviously, they always say we want to go up. But do they realistically think we were going to go up? We don't oh, know because there's no transparency. Thinking it and needing it are two different things the club needed it and it's this it's going to be it's going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of months but i think the club absolutely wanted to get promotion and needed to get promotion but i don't think it's a failure at all yes i'm disappointed but come july my season tickets already renewed i've signed up for a couple of years because i'm probably a bit of a mug but <laughs> give me give me a couple of weeks and i'll be buzzing for the season to start as soon as that yeah, picture is released and everyone will be there. All season ticket holders will probably be back. And like you say, in terms of, if you look at it purely, we didn't get promoted. Yeah, we failed then. But everything else, like you're saying, fans yeah. feel more connected this season. I think the majority yeah. I've spoke to. Players, like you say, we've got no prima donnas. We've got no Forestier turning his pockets out because someone else is getting paid more turning up on his push bike because someone got a car apparently is a signing on for it. We haven't got that shit. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's just such a good, like you said, it's to get feels together. And I know everyone's got the different opinions and whatever else, what they want with the club. But I think it's heading in the right direction of we're not going to panic and try and short term and all that jazz that I've, again, rambled on about all season so <laughs> yeah no. so I yeah know. I think like say if you purely look at it as but I didn't uh, to be honest I thought I was the same as you I, I thought playoffs was like I thought sixth maybe but I didn't I'm not gonna lie I didn't really expect to go up until well it's took us two seasons the season. yeah. yeah exactly it's took I us two seasons thing. in 2000 you know when we went up in, at Cardiff that was the second season the first season were awful it took us two seasons when we when we went up, you know, against Wickham on the final day and beat United, you know, pipped them to second place. That was the second season. Again, the first season was was bang average. You know what I mean? We didn't get anywhere near the playoffs. So to get this close, I think you've got to yeah, yeah we'd, lo we'd is, love to go automatic, but it just it just you know we've two done other it on teams second time, us. haven't we? So like you said, I said that to my dad last night. I said we've done it on the second time every season that we've done it recently. And I don't know, I can't... Like, you look at Sunderland, and fair enough, they might go up this year. But what is it, the fifth season? Yep. yep. How many managers have they had? About nine. Feels like <laughs> it, anyway. And we know we don't like, like to... And I don't really want to bring anything on, but, I, you know, Blades were in it for six years. I'm guessing they went through about 100 managers as well. There's loads of teams. Just 
why don't we try something different and not sack a manager? <laughs> well, look, G- G- Gareth Ainsworth, he's, he's got to Wembley and he's been there. Well, he, I think when we went up, he played in that game, didn't he? When we when we went up in 2012, and then I think that next season he actually became manager. So he's yeah. been there ever you know ever since. Paul Warren, he's been there for however long. All right, I know Sunderland will keep changing their manager, but yeah, it does. Let, let's just let's just try it. And um, Jim, you mentioned earlier, um, you said you know there's going to be changes over the summer. It's almost like you knew what we we're going to talk about. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk about the the areas that we think we need to strengthen. Um, I'll start off. As much as we've got seemingly loads of forwards, I, f- I feel like we need one thing that Gregory's lacked is is another striker to kind of partner him. We haven't really got a partnership. Yes, you can say Berahino, um, but you know he's not he's not had a great season. To be fair, you know, we you know he's had a, he's had a decent second half of the season, hasn't he? He has. But do you think he's Gregory's partner? No. no. That, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, when you look, I can't name you. A, you know, a strike force in the, in this league, but you, you look and when you look at other teams, let's give Rotherham for an example, they've got a player that scored over 20 goals and then you look at the next one and he's got 15 or 16 and and they, and they play together, you know, week in, week out, whereas we haven't got that. Yes, I know there's injuries and stuff, but even so, even with a, with a fit, you know, fully fit team, I, I can't confidently put someone alongside as as Lee Gregory's strike partner so for me we, we need someone that can play off him is Windass the answer I don't know is Windass a striker he's more of a he's more of a number 10 isn't he for me yeah um, I think I think Windass would have been the right person um, but yeah I think ultimately you're right because is Windass even going to be at the club next year well I, I personally knows? don't think so I, because I don't think he'll want to be. Mm. I don't think it's any ill feeling. I just he's made it pretty clear he doesn't want to play League One football. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't uh, think but at want. the same time, a player who's played what about nine games, <laughs> if that, we're not going to get anything for him. Yeah, it's always going to be a gamble. Whoever takes him on, Jem, what, what, where, where do you want to see us strengthen in the summer? I mean, I don't want, I don't want specific players. Well, if you've got them, fantastic. But just I've got a short of, list, I know. Oh, well, I know you. I know you. Let me guess, Liam. Did you do a spreadsheet again? No, no, it's not a spreadsheet. Oh, it's right, just okay. my little. Uh, just I might, my, have, to, just I might have, have to get you a Microsoft Office subscription. <laughs> Go on then. Where, where do we need to strengthen, Jen? I don't have any specific players because. I, I just simply don't know contract lengths, et cetera, et cetera, what from other clubs. And I don't want to spend a lot of money, but we need to strengthen everywhere. We need a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the priorities. So you, you um, don't think that Dawson's going to be, you know, for us next season? I come back. I genuinely, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading it, Reading, reading between the lines too much, but I just don't think he wants to come back. I I've think heard, I've heard on the grapevine he don't want to come back. He, to me, seems like the sort of personality <laughs> who suits being at a club with less fan pressure. Yeah. And the Sheffield Wednesday fan base, when it's good, it's amazing. When it's toxic, it's horrific. And I mean, I was chatting to a few people yesterday. They're like, I don't want him anywhere near my club. It's like, but he's a Wednesdayite. What's, I don't understand the hatred. He's pulled off some absolute worldies in a Wednesday shirt. The, the penalty save against United at Bramall Lane. 
Well, that in itself is phenomenal. He's got, he's at 18 clean sheets this season. Okay, it's League Two, but it's still 18 clean sheets. That's unbelievable. Um, I just don't think he wants to come back. I think he's seen the light and seen that the South is better. (laughs) Oh, dear. Live. <laughs> oh right, okay. I'm gonna say we nearly nearly kicked you off then, and that's it. That's that, not coming back on ever again. <laughs> so, so you know, we need a strike partner. Gem said we need to strengthen everywhere. We picked out a goalkeeper, um, Liam. Where else do do we need to see well, additions? Centre half. <laughs> yeah, because we are saving Dean, it really. Dean and Dean and Story, and I'm not confident of seeing either of them again. I'd love to have I'd love to have them both back. I'd love to have one of them back, either one of them, but I can't see it personally. Yeah, um, you, you, if, so without those two, if you look, so we've got Shade Uncler, who is out of contract at the end of the season, but you know we've also got Dominic Iorfa, um, then you've got Liam Palmer, Kieran Brennan, Sam Hutchinson. I mean, he's played; he has played there majority of this season. At, well, at what left centre back, right centre back, Palmer. But is that like everyone says? Is that his ideal position? I don't know. Well, you, you, your centre backs really are uh, Dunkley, Hutch, and Iorfa, aren't they? Really, and Hutch like, and Hutch only really became a centre half because we needed him to go there, and it just turned out actually he's done quite well there. So, yeah. and, and when you look at it, he's, he's you know Dunkley. I'd give him a contract. I'd give him a contract. Well, well you've got to think. My only thing is the season starts earlier. We've got less time to recruit. I think that will play a part in who gets another contract. Possibly. We'll come yes. on to contracts in a in a second. Um But yeah, but- I think strike is a big one. Winger winger slash wing back. Well, I looked at this uh, earlier and I posted it in the in the WhatsApp group. Uh, I actually used the spreadsheet, so um, there you go. I took some took some um, tips off you, Liam. But I will I will look in and if the, the information is on transfer market if you want to have a look. But you can you can look at the squad by position, and I looked and to see where you know what what players we've got in certain positions and right side of midfield no one according according to when when you look obviously jack Hunt plays there. i know i know we don't play with a right winger or a right side of midfielder as per se in a, in a three five two it is a wing back but you know we, we haven't got anyone on that side that can play that's their normal position their preferred position um you know, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, but he's down as you know, he's he's more of a attacking winger kind of thing. But you know, right side of midfield, we haven't got anyone. So that that was uh, you know, you look at the amount of people that we you know when we were signing, you know, Silaso, Shadipo, um, Marvin Johnson, all these players, and we've just kind of overlooked, you know, that side of that side of the game. Central midfielders, we have got we have got quite a few. Um, you know, Dennis Adenaran, um Massimo Luongo, Barry Bannon. Fizeo Della Bashiru as well. Um, Alex Hunt, someone who we've not even talked about whatsoever. I don't think he's he's a, you know, I don't think he's the right person, but, you know, it's, it's players that we've got in the squad. But you look at those and I think we've got, um, when you look at it, we've got a decent 11, but then we haven't really got any other, other players like outside of that that can kind of come in and, yeah, like you yeah, said, change the, the game. That's, that's where, why I think like... <sighs> I don't know. That's why the injuries have hurt, isn't it, really? Got, but yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to to know because I like. I think. Yeah, I don't know. We definitely need <laughs> like. Let's. When you look at you look at Canberra, he's going. 
Has Sal got a so Sal, whatever it's called, has he got another well, year? Or? I've not seen anything on his contract length, so um, I've got him down as end of this season, but only because I can't I can't see anything that says otherwise. To be to be perfectly honest, I mean, just on that, the, the players that we need to bring in, are you looking at youth? Are you looking at experience? What are you what do you want? Because for me, I've mentioned um, a few times, I think we've got the experience, we've got the older heads. Uh, I want to see a bit. Of, I want to see more youth. It depends where on the field. Um, in well, basically, defense, I don't want to. I don't want to see anyone over the age of thirty come into the club, right? Re- really? Mm, I, I don't, don't know. It depends. The thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with it, and you get younger players in to be a part of it, and maybe not play a massive part and come through. I just think, I think, especially in the lower leagues. I mean, I don't know. I've not looked at the other the other um, teams, centre-halves and whatever else, but you look at Rotherham, Richard Wood, look at... Yeah, but we've got them in, in Sam Hutchinson. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we have got them players. Yeah, but I just think, I think at the back, you need the grit. That We need to bring some League One grit, grit in and we need some pace. That's do you know what? what? We need. As, as deaf as it sounds, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but like it's almost like in League One, you need a team full of sheer dunkleys in that it gives oh. like 110%. Jem, leave me out, Jem. Hear me See, out. Like, William Palmer's like I said other week. <laughs> no, but what I mean, what I mean is like you—you you look at some of the teams you've come up against and the grit and the, de- the determination yeah. and what have you, and the head it, kick it mentality. You know, not doing anything fancy, just literally get the ball and and get it gone. I think his his downfall is when he's being asked to do something that he can't actually do. Like he's, when he gets asked to play football, he does struggle at, at that. And I think it was when I think we, we were talking about it earlier and. You know, people were saying he's played quite well, and some people said when, and they, but they yeah. pointed out he won he won player of the player of the month, didn't he, for um, for November, um, and that was the time when, you know, was, was that when we played MK Dons and he had about fifteen headers from corners, wins everything yeah. in the air, but that scored, was when he was scored a few from corners, yeah, but that was when he was playing alongside Palmer and Johnson, yeah. he wasn't playing with Hutch or Dean or yeah. story or anyone like that. So when they were playing against with defenders that weren't, weren't necessarily defenders, I think we had to play slightly different. We didn't, don't get me wrong. November wasn't our best month. Like, you know, and the amount of draws that we'd had and what have you, but it, it looked better when he was not made to, to play in a, in a way that he couldn't do. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Then of course, when other players came back and he were put in there, Again, we were playing out from the back, ball playing, and he and he couldn't necessarily do it. So, you know, the point I was trying to make is when we need we don't need championship players to get out of League One. Sometimes you do need some League One players that can that have been been there and done that. It all depends, and it all depends what's in the pipeline. Can we get? Because I'm not being funny. Story and Dean, whenever they're fit, they play pretty much. Yeah. And unless we've got some replacements lined up. He's not a bad player for me to have there, solid there. If we can get other players in and he doesn't end up playing and he comes in when if people get injured, I don't yeah. think he's a bad player to have there, personally. Go on, go on then, Let, let's play um, Let's play Sheffield Wednesday Tinder then with the out-of-contract out players. Um, whether you're swiping left or swiping right, if whether you give them a new deal. Just before I do that, obviously we, we, there's a lot of loan players that we've that we've had. Um, that obviously going to be going back to their parent club. Obviously Bailey Peacock, Farrell, Harley Dean. Who, you know, I think we'd like to try and start, uh, sign Story, Gibson, Shadipo. 
one of one of the good um, bits of news is that Florian Camberi was on loan, so he'll be going back to uh, to wherever he's come come from. Um, and then Tyrese John Jules, obviously, who was on loan from Arsenal, who played what nine minutes, I think it was. Um, I mean, you forget about stuff like that as well, don't you? You know, John Jules signed. It maybe maybe he was going to be that pacey striker that we that we needed, and look what happened. Look what happened with him. Um, right, let's go for the out of contract players now. I initially had Marvin Johnson and Sam Hutchinson on my list, but I've, pre- I've since been told that they've both uh, got a deal until the summer of next year. So we'll um, we'll we'll take that as true, and we'll leave those uh, those two out. Um, first one on the list, then Liam. Mendes Lang, are you uh, are you swiping left or are you swiping right? <laughs> I'm too indecisive on these. <laughs> Come on, Liam, for once, get off that fence. Actually, to be fair, in recent weeks you've been, um, you know, with your little rants and what have you. I thought you'd be well up for this one. Go on, are you, are you keeping Mendes Lang or you're not? Is that a tough one to start with? Let's start with an easy one. Let's start... all, I think they're all tough. <laughs> Let's start with an easy I'm one saying... then. You say no. You're not. You're not keeping saying... Mendes Lang. No. To, to be honest, that I've said no as well. I agree with Liam. It is a tough I'm leaning, one. I'm leaning. I think I am leaning more towards no. Why? Why would you but keep again, him? What's he, he done? Can offer something. He can. Wait, one is that penalty against whoever it was? For me, I, I just think he's, he's, he's good. He's good. I think we had no expectations when he came in the way that he came and the fact but that he then, didn't, didn't have a club. Um, mm. For me, I think we can do better than Nathaniel Mendes Lang. If he were that good, he'd be playing every single week. I know he's had injuries and stuff, but he's not been playing it. And, he's, and you know, well, what's your? It's Hunt. Hunt's out of contract, you know. I will get. We'll get onto Hunt in a minute, Liam. Don't jump the gun. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying. He, well, now it comes into the same position. Then are you keeping Hunt? Yeah. All right, then we'll go on to Hunt. Then uh, no, I'm not keeping uh, Jack Hunt either. Well, Jen looks then shocked. you've got signed two. Then you've got to sign two right-sided players. Then, well, three because so, I think we haven't got anyone on the right, like like we alluded to earlier. But I just, I just I, for me, so exactly that's my point. That's my point. I just, I just don't think I don't know. I'd be keeping Hunt. Personally. Look, it, it, it all depends on who you can sign. I get that. Like if you can't, if we can't sign anyone, then we don't get rid of anyone. But Hunt's played. So why, why are you not keeping Hunt? I think we can do better than Jack Hunt. I think he's, I don't think he's exceptional. I don't think he's not bad, but I think if you've got to improve the side and look for ways that we can improve, I think that Jack Hunt, you know, all right, he's, he scored a few goals um, later on in the, in the season. Fantastic. But I just think that, you know, I just think personally we but could is do he better. Not, is he not your happy? Is he not your backup for that position? If you're going to sign somebody better than him, all or right. But you can't sign someone but, else but, as a backup but, as well. But, but you can't just keep everyone, can you? Yeah, you know, you think, yeah, no, no, you can't keep everyone. But you think we've got how many loan players? How many that might be out of contract? And how many have we got left? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, Go on, I just put a case for Jack Hunt. He's been fit all season. He's not on a mega big contract. He's okay. His pace is tailoring off a little bit, but his crosses are sensational. His work rate is second to none. And if you wanted to sign maybe a 20, 21 year old unproven youngster on loan to rival him, you, you're going to get the best of both worlds. Either that youngster is going to be amazing and kick him out the side, but Jack Hunt on the bench is brilliant 
or it's going to push Jack Hunt on and the lone player isn't going to cost you a fortune and Jack Hunt's going to perform. So it's a win-win either way. And I don't think he's going to be on mega money. Whereas Mendes Lang, I think he's going to be on quite a lot of money. And so I just think his Jack Hunt is a no-brainer for me. I'm yes. with you. You've convinced me. <laughs> I, was yeah. with, I said yes to Jan Cunt anyway, but... The 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 appearances, how many games he's played, fitness, you know, the best ability is availability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, go yeah. on. One that I think we're going to be unanimous on then is uh, obviously, like I said, we don't. He might have got a contract until next season. We don't know. Silaso, for me, it's a it's a no. He's, no. He, he's no. that would probably a, a gamble. Need, I, don't think, I don't think we need to give it more than that. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. Moving moving swiftly on to the next one. Then next one on my list. Um, Saido Berahino. Now, this this is a turn up for oh Gem said right, we'll go come on to it in a second. I'll go first. Obviously, at the start of the season, it was god awful. It was a gamble which didn't pay off. And I don't need to go any further than that one. The second half of the season, I think obviously he's done a lot better. The goals he scored against Doncaster, etc. For me, I'm willing to give him another chance. I just think that I mean it all depends on again, it all depends on who we who else we're going to sign up front and if we sign, you know, a, a proven goal scorer. But I just think when I've seen him and in, in the goals that he has scored, he has got that eye for goal. And I think next season, if he if he does get a good pre-season behind him and he does partner Gregory, maybe they can form a partnership. I said, I, I'm willing to give him another another season. Jeremy, it looks like you're not agreeing with me. I think, I don't disagree with what you've said. I just don't think he's come on enough to warrant probably quite a hefty contract. Okay, it's not going to be championship money, but he's going to have interest from elsewhere. So Can it's I just not say, cheap. If that if that shot that he had on Monday night in what the after we after we won one, if that had gone in, I think there would would have been a statue of Saido Berahino outside outside Hillsborough. That one he hit, hit from mm. about forty yards or whatever he did. I thought, what the hell is he doing here? But. Uh, but yeah, go on, Berahino, Liam. We're keeping him or not? <laughs> Another pause. He's on that make this, I'm not a decision maker. <laughs> um, probably not. No. On what grounds? I just think we can sign better. <laughs> like, there is... There's, there's players, and even in the low divisions, that we could probably get. You've been looking at some players, haven't you, that, that you think that uh, would, would be decent to sign as, as strikers? Well, how long? How long we got? How long we got? <laughs> Go on, just, you've picked out a few. I've got, I've got, I don't know if I've got, I've got six on my list. But the two obvious ones, Stockton and Alfie May, which I think a lot of people have pointed out. Both 28. Um, both in contracts. Uh, so we'd have to, so we'd have to pay a fee for him, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't think they'd be. You know, it's not like we're signing championship players, but I don't know. But Stockton, forty-four games, twenty-three goals, four assists last season. Uh, season before, he only got three goals in thirteen games, which I suppose isn't that bad, really, but. Alfie May, 46 games, 23 goals, four assists. Played 44 games the season before and got eight. 
Um, Matty Taylor from Oxford, 32. So I won't bother myself. Uh, yeah, one that not, not on my mentioned. philosophy. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I won't bother personally. Um, fair enough, he's got goals, but not for me. And then I've got a few... I've got two from lower leagues and then like a wild card as well. Oh, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. So the I say league two, actually he's technically league one now, isn't he? Matt Stevens from Forest Green. Oh yeah, Forest Green. Can't wait to go to go to Forest Green next uh, next season. <laughs> hey mate, I am buzzing. I want to go to Forest Green. Well, for, your ve- for your vegan Isn't sausage it- roll. Yeah, it's all right. There's, not, a, there's a bacon van that's the bacon butty van that sits right outside over the road. Isn't it like one of the only wood, wooden, like one of the newest wooden structures for a terrace or something? Something like I was that. Reading. Something, but anyway, yes. Stevens, he's 24. Um, he's in contract as well. As well, I think, is it him that's just signed a new contract? I'm not 100% Don't sure. Don't matter, we're massive. We can um, get anyone. But he's got, he got, he got 23 goals last season. Um, and then I've got Dom Telford from Newport. 25, he's only five foot seven. Oh, yeah. But he scored 25 goals. Newport finished about eighth. Now you're um, going to tell me that 15 of them are headers, aren't you, as well, Liam? Hey, there were a few headers. I've seen a few <laughs> headers. I watched, I, I talked to him earlier, to be fair. But, um, and then the other one is this Clark your wild Harris card from Pete? Yeah, this is my wild card. Clark Harris from Peterborough. So obviously, they're coming back down. Last time they were in League One, he scored 31 goals in 45 games. Um, he's 27, six foot, um, scored a lot. Of, this is obviously, this season, he, he was a naughty boy in some way and I think he some historical business and whatever else. So he got banned at the start of the season and then he never came back. The same, whereas the others are all firing the last season. But Clark Harris, I mean... He was when the last time they were in League One, he was mad like headers, direct free kicks outside the box. But they're all decent. And I think, to be honest, I'd rather go. I mean, 27 is not old, but I'd rather go for one of the younger lads. Um, yeah, and give them a crack because that's what cause I it's think, like. Really. The, it's like even with Dawson, I know. Um, I don't, I can't, I don't know how old Dawson is, but when we go, it's League Two, whatever. Where did I know the one in a million? But where did where did Leicester sign Vardy from? Fleetwood who were in League Two or League One, wherever they were at the time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You look at these. There's even there's a lad I can't remember his name. There's a lad for even Chesterfield. He's 24. Uh, I can't remember his name because I probably can't say it or don't know how to pronounce it. But he's got a decent amount of goals and he has scored consistently 15 plus goals. I think for Chesterfield, Bournemouth would before. The thing is, as well, I think I think when we talk about these players, we're not we're not asking for another like centre forward because we've got that in Lee Gregory. I think we just need someone to support him. Do you know what I mean in terms of to play off him? Like I think Alfie May would be fair to pick one, and and you know we we could definitely sign one of them. I've, I've been impressed with Alfie May when I've when I've seen him, especially when the Cheltenham came to Hillsborough. Um and I think he would work. You know, it's that kind of big man, little man kind of combination that people talk about and I, I think that would probably probably work. Um, I think just I think like I say I think just signing someone off the back of actually scoring goals and even if it is the first season of scoring a lot of goals it's important because I mean obviously well, the Jordan Roads 
Like Jordan Rhodes, we signed him again off his name. I'm not going to go on about it, but he didn't score. He'd not scored for however many seasons. Yeah. He'd yeah. gone off his heat, you know what I mean? So, and I'm not interested in signing. I'd rather sign someone who's a bit unknown, take a risk, trying to prove himself. Oh, I've signed for this, you know. I'm in League One and I'm at Sheffield Wednesday. No, yeah, yeah. I'm coming for a payday, which I don't think could happen anyway because I don't think we can afford to do it anymore. And I don't yeah. want to see us do it anymore, but... And then just quickly, I think winger, right, who's played right wing back in front of a back three, probably won't be able to get him. But that lad for um, Ipswich, what's it called? Wes, mm. is it Burrows or something? Wes Burrows. Wes Burns. I think, it's, I think it's Wes Burns, isn't it? Yeah. Wes Burns. Yeah, he's a, but again, they won't sell him to us, but... <laughs> And then obviously the other two, the other two that people were obviously throwing about were Twine and Parrot. But I just think with MK not going up, Twine's going to get bought by a Championship club, and if he doesn't, and Parrot's not going to go back, Parrot's not going to go to another League One side, is he? Really, he'll go to a Championship club. He'll be in the Championship. So, hundred percent. I just think with these, with these other ones, you know, we could, you know, we could pay him a better wage than whatever they're on. Yeah, I agree. And it depends what it depends what contract they're in, but I don't want it's, I don't want to see us spending daft money, but I do think there's some business to be done. Um and there's Go plenty on. there's plenty scoring goals this year, isn't there? So Yeah, there is, yeah, that's right. Go on then, let's let's whiz through I'm conscious of time, let's whiz through these uh, these other ones then. Uh, Callum Patterson, I'm keeping him. Perfect utility player. We needed him this season. You can say what you like about Callum Patterson, puts hundred and ten percent effort in, and I think we've needed him more than we haven't. All right, yeah, he's not the best forward. He's not, you know, he's 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 not scored loads of goals, but the goals he scored have been important. He has had important important things. So for me, definitely keep Patterson, Gem. Yeah, I'm keeping him. I don't think he's staying, um, given how he said goodbye to everybody yesterday. But I'm keeping him if I get the choice. I'd keep him. No questions asked. Everyone Chris. knows I love him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Massimo Luongo. I'm keeping him for me. We played better with him than without. I think uh, he needs to improve his shooting a little bit because he gets in some wonderful positions. And uh, if we could have a if, if we could have a shot, then you know that would add another string to his bow. But yeah, he's uh, if we can you know fend off. I'm sure he'll have uh, interest from from other championship clubs and what have you. But if we could keep him, I don't think we can. But if we, if we can. That would be a, a massive coup. But Liam, I'm not going to come to you because I know you're going to say yes. It's a bit of a shoo-in, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just can't see him. I, I think he'll... I mean, unless it's down to him and he wants to stay, but I think he I think he walks into a championship team, personally. Yeah. Do you know what I said? This I said, well, you know, people... He's that age. Does he want to move around and what have you? And then uh, Steve, who I go with, father-in-law, I said... Um, He's moved all the way from Australia. I don't think, I don't think wherever he moves into in, uh, in Mate, the UK anywhere, is going to bother anywhere him. Anywhere in England's literally down the road for there. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly. I don't think travelling is really going to bother him that, that much, to be honest. Jem, uh, Luongo, are we keeping him if we can? If we can, but I don't think we will. Yeah. Um, next one then. I'll come to you, Jem, first. Shea Dunkley. No. I've already said my piece on Shea. I would. I I agree with your argument. I do, but I I just he's just not my kind of player, and I want to see Brennan given a chance. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I think we can do better than than, than Shea Dunkley. It's not a, a, a bad mm. thing on him. 
Although I, I do agree with you, Liam, I've, I've put down here, although if we don't sign Dean, then we may have to keep him because yeah. it's, you know, like I'm sure they've got irons in the fire and they've been looking at a lot of players, you know, in the, you know they know who's at contract, they know, you know, agents they've been talking and what have you. So I'm sure we've got some, uh, some, some some names lined up for for replacing him, but yeah, for me on the outset, I would I wouldn't keep him. Uh, and the last one, um, Joe Wildsmith, he's out of contract. Obviously, um, Dawson isn't. He's been number two this season. He's played a handful of games, but for me, I think the ship sailed for Joe. I think ultimately he's just not good enough. Um, I'd like to see us bring in maybe one experienced and one young goalkeeper next season. Um, you know, the experience wants to play the majority of the games, but a young keeper to learn off him. Um, but I think with Joe Wildsmith, I think for him more than anything, I think he needs to go to, I think he needs to do what like what Dawson's done and go to a club and, and get some some first team football. Uh Jem, do you think the ship sailed for Joe? Sadly, um I saw him give the goalkeeping coach a massive hug and then he walked down the tunnel. Well obviously there's no tunnel anymore, but he walked down next to me yesterday in floods of tears. He know he knows that was his last game, obviously on the bench. But I'm gutted for him. But I think yeah, it's let's just end on a on a, on a good note with him. And thanks very much, Joe. But we'll see you in the stands rather than on the pitch. Yeah, definitely, Liam. What about you? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Well. Um... I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a, a quite a long one, this one. I didn't realise it could be this uh, this long talk, talking about a, a defeat to God, Sunderland. I didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even look at the time. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are going uh, to wrap it up there. Obviously, make sure you do join us on the debate show, uh, which is on Wednesday. So if you listen to this on, on Wednesday morning, then, uh, yeah, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, We've got lots and lots to talk about and you can obviously you can have your say on all the things that we've talked about today and whatever else you want to talk about Um We've also, uh, we, we, people have been asking, are you going to be carrying on throughout the summer? Yes, we will be carrying on with uh, with episodes. Obviously, there'll be no oppos view because we haven't got anyone to play yet. Um, but we will be doing as a weekly episode just like this one. Um, it'll be with you, you know, every every Monday morning, loads of different topics. If you want us to, to do an episode on anything in particular, then obviously you can drop us a message. Twitter's probably the best place, at WTID pod, and uh, give us some ideas on what you want. Me, Liam, and Giles to uh, to talk about and other guests as well like we've had Gem on today um, if you have enjoyed us then make sure you leave us a rating or a review if you want to sign up to Patreon it's patreon.com forward slash WTID pod Gem uh, have you enjoyed it? I have I have you cheered me up thank you very much no probably even though we had to relive the um, I don't want to say nightmare <laughs> but uh, you know the, the disappointment of the of the playoffs but uh, but yeah thank well, you I very much I get more sleep than I did last night after reliving it <laughs> yeah. uh, well don't talk to me about sleep on oh, no, on, yeah. Sunday, on Sunday night uh, I had z- I had about an hour's sleep because of uh, of Freddie he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to sleep so I had to hold him in my arms all night so I was just constantly going over and over and over different things playing the I think I played the full game five times and come up with five different different outcomes so uh, (laughs) but yeah don't talk to me about no sleep Um, yeah thank you everyone if you have obviously we've enjoyed this season I think we've tipped over 100 episodes for this season which is absolutely incredible like I said we are going to be carrying on Um, and uh, yeah leave us a rating or a review we've also got 
a 12 hour charity stream coming up as well next month so uh, do make sure you uh, you know check on twitter for for updates on that one we'll announce the date in uh, in due course but yeah that's uh, that's come along with a with a raffle for charity we've got some incredible prizes um already lined up so uh, so yeah keep your eye out for that one uh, thank you very much everyone and we'll uh, we'll see you all uh, next week cheers guys days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans